Hello and welcome, folks, to the late episode 157 of the Ministry of Dice podcast, a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six, and that geezer over there. It's Andy, a.k.a. Yes, folks, that's right. This uh, podcast is coming to you a bit late this week because uh, our beloved Andy England over there. Hello. Poorly, haven't you, mate? I have been suffering with the uh, the COVID. Yeah, the old C nineteen has made its way to Southampton. <laughs> Not me for six. Yeah, it's quite surprising, really, because Southampton's are so isolated from the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you don't imagine it down there, but there you go. <laughs> so most, yeah, most, yeah, are immune to all diseases. Yeah, that's uh, southern powers. I was trying to squeeze in an inbreeding joke of some description there, but I couldn't quite make it. I, t- I tried, but I couldn't quite get it in, so I just called it out straight up. But yeah, but you know, your your feet. At least you're off your, you know, you're not bedridden anymore. You. No, um, getting back, get, getting back on the saddle. So, hello everyone. <laughs> you do still seem a bit slow going. Standard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you do seem more slow going than usual. Than normal, yeah. <laughs> I say. I'm like the sloth out of Zootropia. <laughs> I love that sloth. He's awesome. <laughs> do you know what? I love that film. And uh, the 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 kids were quite young when it came out, and the panther scared the living bejesus out of penny and she refuses to watch it since <laughs> or was it harrison that got scared by the one of them got scared you know when the panther has a freak out yes yeah, yeah. vaguely um and it scared one of the two of my pair so much so oh. that they uh they won't watch it again and i'm like oh but it's really funny <laughs> my <laughs> lad's I, the I, um the monkey out of toy story three with the symbols Oh, is that is that his like freak out oh, moment? Oh, mate, he used to scream, scream his head off. Yeah, the mini Miss Six. She she doesn't like Mother Gothel from Tangled, particularly. Oh, yeah. She isn't very nice, though, is she? No, but she's not scary, scary. Do you know what I mean? Like in the grand scheme of childhood Disney scary things, Mother Gothel's not up there, is she? When you compare it to Compare it to the the witch from Return to Oz with all the different heads. Fudge me. Yeah, yeah, that, and all that, that all that kind of stuff. The monkeys with wheels for feet. Ugh. That whole film what, actually could get burnt. Ugh. Tell you what, mine is Watership Down. Can't watch Watership Down. <laughs> Watership Down, the classic animated cartoon for all the family to enjoy. Watch oh. your favourite carriers get slaughtered, characters get slaughtered in a million different ways. It's terrific. What, oh. who, who thought, let's make this a cartoon and then let's make it like in the 80s. Like I think every child in the 80s got sat down in front of Watership Down as a nice animation to watch and then it just scarred a whole generation of people. Yeah, that one where the uh, one of them goes all like kind of crazy and rabid, doesn't he? And a little foaming in the mouth. He's got blood in his gums and stuff. I can picture it in my mind it's right now. Messed up, messed up. And I've I've legit not seen that film since I was probably I don't know what six years old or something. When did it come out? It's old, it old, old, old. Yeah, no, can't. I couldn't even watch it now. I've never 
Never let my kids watch it. It's wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong on so many levels. And it's just like the 80s parent when it's just like, you just sit down and watch that. <laughs> yeah, that's my one. But uh, Mini Miss Six is Mother Gothel. And I think Little Mr. Six is uh, is the Crazy Panther from Zootro. Well, I think it's got a different name in North America. You know? I think it's... Zootropia, was it Zootropolis? Zootropolis, but I think it was called Zootopia somewhere else. I feel like I've seen it with both names. I think it has. I think it's different in in America. There you go. That's interesting. There you go. Little known fact for the listeners. Uh, Why is... Oh, there you go. When you Google it, the first search you get is, why is the movie Zootopia now called Zootropolis? Why does it say why? The film was retitled for theatrical release across several international territories. So, uh, UK and Europe, Middle East and North Africa called it Zootropolis. Because they felt like we were, we as an audience would respond better to the concept of a metropolis, and North American viewers would respond better to the concept of a utopia. Every day is a learning day with the MOD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Facts, facts, folks. But yeah, please do get in touch and let us know what your childhood f- f- cinematic fright was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've we all got one a, we'll do an S-tier poll <laughs> yes we will yes we will well we've got a few updates on that front uh, that we'll do in a moment but I'll tell you what because it's been even longer since I last saw you let's let's get caught up man and tell me what have you been up to since we last recorded well I haven't been doing a lot of gaming you'll be surprised to know mm. um, I suppose the nearest thing to gaming that, that I've done is that I picked up the uh, do you know they do those mag- magazines where you, you you have to buy like 800 of them? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> they'd started doing one on D&D. And I was oh, really? picking up the first one because they're always cheap. Like, you know, they're like two quid and you get... Like, this one's got a, um, a really nice... I'm just going to grab it now, like a little nice tin. And in the tin, you've got like a different different dices. <laughs> um, D20, What's that, like D6. Eagle Moss? <laughs> it it's not made by them. I thought it was going to be, um, but it's um, and you got a little oh making a mess. But That's alright. We'll all just sit quietly while we hear you hustle, rustle around in your office. Hustle, hustle, hustle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's got a cool little magazine. It's got like how to play D and D. You know, it's just a general idea with the dungeon master just for new people. It's got some bits about how to create a character. Uh, different species of D and D world, different classes of it's, it's cool. It's like for a couple of quid, I bought one for my daughter as well, just on the um, you know off chance. On the off chance, yeah, yeah. I know she liked the dice, but I'm not sure she was particularly smitten by any of the content or the thought <laughs> of reading something that wasn't like on a tablet. It uh, <laughs> wasn't on a tablet. Dungeons yeah. and Dragons Adventurer, learn, play, explore. See, it's cool. They're two quid, though. You can't go wrong. Like, um, but I, I don't know. You, get, you always usually get a few episodes, a few kind of first editions, like cheaper. So I might pick up the next one, but I won't be spending eight pound a week on it. That's for sure. Oh, they do a forty k magazine as well. Yeah, I saw that. They've done a Imperium. few over the time with like different paints and brushes and little like starter minis and stuff. Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah. Get it. Dipping into a bit of Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, Bless you. Cool. Thank you. To see all the different uh, characters and stuff that's been on Dice Master's cards. 
I know for a fact you've been playing some Marvel Snap while you've been bedridden. Oh, we had a game. <laughs> I forgot I about that. that. Uh, what, like uh, only thousands of games we played we finally get matched together. <laughs> you, you gave me eight, eight there. You just didn't bother in the last one. You just gave me the eight cubes. Yeah, I did. Nice you. You're very, yeah. Yeah. Well, I couldn't, I could have sat there and tried to maths it out, but I was like, no, I'm pretty sure he's got me here, so I'll let him have it. I was spamming the emotes left, right, and centre. Yeah, it took me ages to realise what was going on, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, stop it, you spammer. And then I clocked the name eventually. I was like, oh, I see what's going on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it took me a minute to catch on. Yeah, so I know you've been playing some Marvel Snap. Yeah, I have pretty much non-stop <laughs> Marvel yeah. Snap is just like this oh, mate sometimes it does my head in so badly <laughs> and then other times you go on a roll and you just can't stop winning it's insane um, I've been playing a lot of the uh, Mulp Man and like Phoenix oh yeah um, and it was going quite well so you, you destroy the Mulp Man phoenix comes out as the multiple man you can move it around each turn and it just poops out like seven or eight attack um like cards on each place when you move around but it's really card dependent mm. uh, and, yeah. um, teams are, are really starting to annoy me where you're just like you need a set of cards and you're good if not then you just have to like quit um does my head in so on that on that theme if i may hijack your a little rundown of activity there for a minute. Yeah. The uh, so the big talk at the moment is this new Loki card. Yeah, I've not bought. So I, dro- I dropped the season pass because I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll give it a go. Everyone's saying it's amazing, and I can't quite get my head around it. Like, what are you, are you supposed to try and win with a collector and a Loki, or are you supposed to try and win with your opponent's win condition? I can't quite figure it out, but I never seem to draw the collector anyway. Talking about that one card that's your linchpin, getting to the point, you know. But I, I've had that a few times in my time in Marvel Snap. Like everyone was banging on about Mister Negative decks, but I never draw me Mister Negative. I'm like, well, <laughs> everything's so expensive. It's yeah, it is. It's very strange. But you'd think with a twelve card deck, getting your hands on the key combo piece would happen more often than not. Yeah. I suppose it's luck of the draw, isn't it? Sometimes it it's going to come out, and then the other times it's not. I've I've been bad by that deck a few times, or I've certainly had it kick off um, at me. Although I've managed to weather the storm, and I don't really know what's going on. The Loki comes out, the collector's there, it gets like you know, loads of extra like power, and then it does it again, or something happens again. I don't really know. Yeah, it's it's a it's an odd one. I should sit down and maybe watch some YouTube videos to try and find out what all the actual fuss is about. But I can't figure it out. I'm like, well, is is the path to success stealing your opponent's cards and just playing their stuff against them? Because it's it's all about Mirage and uh, Cable and Loki, which is all stuff grabbing and like White Queen, you know, s- stealing all your opponent's cards. Yeah. Or is the point to get your collector out turn two? And just make a massive collector. That's what I've been hit against, especially if you get a, mm. a location where you 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 put one down and it goes in another location, or if it, you know you get another copy in your hand, or whatever. if you mm. can get multiple collectors, it's just like spam city, right? 
Well, in any case, uh, all that experimentation has had me firmly trapped in the mid seventies. I can't seem to get out of the mid seventies at the minute because I'm uh, floundering about. I got bored of just trying to chase the right cards. Um, did a bit of Galactus again. That's dependent on the cards. Did all um, that. Have you seen that new Eliath? Yeah, I've got that. Oh, it's toxic. Hate it. Yeah, it's, I don't know. It's 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 not it's not won me anything. I put it on a deck somewhere. It's not won you anything. It's not really done anything. It's not changed the just turned the tide. It's not kind I, of stood out. It's good, but I, I keep getting hit with um. What what is it? They keep ramping up early doors. Maybe it's with a wave or an electro or something. Galactus comes out, annihilates all the other locations. Yeah. No, a Hobgoblin, then a Galactus, then an Eliath in the last turn. So you, you just basically sat with a minus eight on, <laughs> on yeah. your side. They they win the game with whatever it is, 11, 12, with a Galactus and an Eliath. It's toxic as... Um, I, I've got the, a little combo that I nicked from Facebook was... A turn three electro, and then turn four viper, putting the electro onto um, your opponent's side. Oh right, yeah. So they can only play one card a turn, is it? Or something? Yeah, you get the extra yeah. energy per turn, but they can't play more than one card. That's nice. Yeah. Although it ruins your yeah. turn four because you can only play a two cost turn four, but then it's kind of like, yeah, people just rage. Sure. Nice. But what I've noticed with the likes of Loki and Eliath being kind of two meta pieces is that all of a sudden your um the Cosmos Cosmo Space Dog and Armors have made a return. So folks are jiggling around to face the when fielded or the um KO meta that those two cards are sort of driving. But that has such a ripple effect into other decks. So even if you're not playing the meta decks, it's messing with. Do you get what I mean? I'm not sure. I've articulated that well. No, yeah. I get it. I get it. I am. Um, I've been finding great success. I've gone straight back to my um, my favourite deck, the movement one, with the uh, Human Torch, Vulture, Doctor Strange, all the the, the really old move cards, <laughs> and everyone's forgotten that you you, you need to ignore the left hand side. <laughs> because they're like you build up on the left and they're like oh yeah like Shuri comes out I'm like happy days you can do that you know the bit of big character and then it just all shifts to the left but like and it's like you you know you must know that's coming because that's the only way it works like it's not yeah a, but I think because of all the <laughs> the new stuff people have just forgotten about it and it's satisfying <laughs> yeah I'll get there. I might. Well, there's only like a couple of days left on the season anyway, isn't there? So yeah. I might just leave it as is, do a bit of conquest, see if I can get the, uh, what is it, an Odin, an all art Odin or something. How is it? Yeah. We got a few of the swanky cards off of the purple uh, caches. That was quite fun. Oh, very good. Yeah. Some of this new, uh, like, time, timey, uh, what are they called? Ugh. Time Variance Authority. TVA. I can't remember. They look cool, though. Yeah, Ravona and um, uh, Morbius. Yeah, I looked and I, I hadn't really thought I'd really done anything about it. I had like about like 9,000 credits. <laughs> I was like, oh. I could spend some of these and get some more stuff. There you go, yeah. 
crack on with it. Yeah, very good. Yeah, so that that, that really sums up. I've been watching, mate, so much telly. I've just consumed <laughs> so much telly over the past few weeks, though. So uh, yeah. we did fit some dice masters in before you fell ill. Did we? Yeah. Seems like years ago now. Well, it, it was uh, over two weeks ago now. What did we do? What did we play? I played Multiple Man. No, I didn't. That's, that's no, going back far too far. You um, played Master Mold, the other Ma- MM. Moldy Man. That's what I mm. played. Yeah. And you made it really hard for me again. Yeah, you played Master Mold, and I played. What did I play? What's in the thumbnail on. Uh... You played some horrible stuff to count up Master Mold. You had one woman, I remember that. Yeah, although, did I get her out? I don't think I got her out. Oh, it was Deathbird. That's what it was. The uh, uh, rare Deathbird, is it? It wasn't the deadly one. I had the deadly one on my side. Yours did, like, some horrible <laughs> Yeah, so... Wah, wah. So, it's the one that Jay recommended to me. So, I think it's the Uncommon. Uh, the one that does the three life loss. Here you go. Uh, when Deathbird is active, when you KO an opposing character die with three defense or greater, deal three damage to your opponent. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm just going to get rid of two of your counters. Oh, and take six damage. Ugh. Yes, that's right. So uh, I clocked the Mr. Fantastic move. I heard uh, our world champion, Mr. Ben Said Scott, talk about this on the uh, Rolling Thunder podcast. He'd been using the Wenfielded Mr. Fantastic, which is... Let me bring it up in front of me. Uh, Mr. Fantastic Brain Box. This is from the new Secret Wars set. Three cost mask. When fielded, your opponent chooses an affiliation. KO two target character dice that are not that affiliation. So he's the rare, Mr. Fantastic. And uh, Ben's observation was that obviously Sentinel tokens have never got an affiliation. So I was like, yeah, that's a pretty sweet idea, Ben. Well done. Yoink. You know? Yep. So I, I yoinked that. And then comboed it up with the Deathbird because I thought, well, if I'm KOing stuff, and the Sentinels are always over three defense, if I'm KOing stuff, let's uh, add to the pain. And that's where I threw the Deathbird in and, you know, just chucked a couple of other bits in to support that. I put a, yeah, I went with the Dark Phoenix ramp to buy stuff, and but to also KO the Mr. Fantastic to keep him rattling around because he had, he's got a weird max dice. It's only max dice two. Ew. Yeah. There are some weird it, ones it, in these later sets, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, but it worked pretty well. It worked quite nicely. Yeah, it did. Uh, and then there was what was that basic action I put on there? It was the one that gives the extra defense. Oh yeah, yeah, the basic action that um oh god, what was that called? Jesus, it was like two weeks ago. See, even it's I'm like struggling two now. Years ago. It's from uh, Superman Kryptonite Crisis, and it's called. Yeah, man. I'm picture. I can picture the, the image. Bold last stand. So you can you can play it, and a one attack character gets plus two attack and plus two defense, and then dies at the end of the turn if it doesn't attack. But then it's got the global on it where you can pay a shield and give something plus two defense. So even if. I mean, I suspected you were going to rook up with your Master Mold again, so I was prepared for that. But if you didn't have your Master Mold, that global was going to make let me make sure stuff was at three defense or higher to trigger the, um, you know, the Deathbird, and then I put the Robin, the Winfielded Robin that KOs stuff as well. Yeah, it's a cool team. 
Yeah, yeah, it came together well, and it was right down to like a a final turn roll, wasn't it? It was, but for once, I came up on top. Well, twice now. Yeah, twice this year, it's only September. Yes, yeah, you got two back to back, two five. So close, three more to go. <laughs> That's right, yeah. And all you had to do was get a master mold on the secondary yeah. market. All I needed to do was buy the meta piece of the year and then it all fell into place. Easy. <laughs> it was a good game, though. Uh, Jay Lucero commented on the YouTube channel saying, That's like the best game you guys have recorded in ages. <laughs> I was like, uh, Thanks. <laughs> you can find that all of our YouTube content is of the highest quality. <laughs> I don't know, man. There's, you know, a few of those sealed deck games were brilliant. I don't know. <laughs> okay, if you say so. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, anything else from your update? I was still on my update. Yeah, okay, still on for like thirty minutes. Um, no, I haven't painted for ages, so I, I did some painting, so just a little bit. Um, but I need to, I want to get back into the habit of that. It is a nice, um, it's good for your mental health. Excellent. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've been struggling lately, mostly because anything that I concentrate on for more than a minute starts to give me a blinding headache, but oh dear, fingers crossed I can get, get the Starks done because I've got, I've got the Night's Watch, like just hankering in a cardboard box that I need to get out on a shelf somewhere. Waiting in the wings to uh, have a paint job. Uh, that's it, really. That's, that's me done. I can't think of anything else. All right, very good. Well, you managed to fill the airwaves, even in spite of your bedridden feet up. Hey. Not much going on time. Yeah. How we roll. <laughs> <laughs> or not, as the case may be. <laughs> no, I, no, not roll the dice. <laughs> Yeah, all right, cool. Well, there's been a few things going on out and about in the uh, world of Dice Masters. Uh, so Matt Appleton ran his uh, his English Open down oh, in Basingstoke. Yeah, yeah that went well. Saw some, uh, yeah, saw some photos knocking around on Facebook, I think is where I saw the photos, and looked like everyone was having a, a banging old time, and there was some faces in there that was like, oh, some noobs. So that's really lovely to see. So well done, Matt. Uh, congratulations on a great event, although I've forgotten who won it. I won it. Okay, fair play. Congratulations to you, Andy, for winning the uh, English Open in Basingstoke. Thank you very much. Yeah, quite, quite welcome. Uh, what else has been going on? Oh, uh, Andy May's uh, uh, head to set head-to-head goat battle has been plowing on week on week, and we're this week we're down to the final. <laughs> yeah, it's Tomb of Annihilation versus Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. Yeah. So we'll get Andy back on soon to uh, to do a wrap up if you if you're free, Andy. I've not asked you yet. <laughs> Tomb of Annihilation versus Guardians. I mean I know we spoke yeah. about Guardians. I think that that's uh, that's justified. I mean they're both really good, but um, well, there's been a there's been some some fiery debate out there. Our man Troy from the Dice Coalition been campaigning to get his favourite sets through to the next round. Battling it out, yeah. He felt felt very strongly, as do I. A similar uh, kind of area of thought as me that Dark Phoenix Saga, even though it is a good set, nobody's arguing that it isn't a good set for uh, a long-standing player. Is 
not as great or interesting as, say, Guardians of the Galaxy, where I put my goat vote. So yeah, he was fair he, enough. He was out there arguing away on the Discord. Oof. No need to argue. Everyone's no. opinion is fine. But yeah, good. I quite like that. That's a nice, nice couple of sets to be in the final. Yes, so uh, if I get this edited and turned around in time, though the voting on that will still be open. If I don't, then we'll have a result by the time this hits the airwaves. How exciting. I've got a feeling it's going to go to Tomb of Annihilation. What's in Tomb of Annihilation? That is barred, wasn't it? No, Tomb of Annihilation was Uanti, wasn't it? How was it? Yeah, oh. I think so. Okay. I get the names of the D&D sets modelled up. Yeah, it's Battle for Ferron, Ferron under siege, and then Tomb of Annihilation. Yeah, Tomb of Annihilation. Yes, Tomb of Annihilation had all the traps in it. You know, like Green Devil Mask. Uh, it's got your uh, f- your favourite Valindra Saddlemantle. I'm sure that's Tomb of Annihilation. Exactly the reason why it's there. Absolutely, it is. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, it is. Great card. I'm going to play that next time we play. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Uanti, I think was the big yeah Uanti, the super rare Uanti is the big yeah. better card in there. That's a sh- I don't know though. Sh- shocking one. Well, I still maintain it should be Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's uh, I've made made my vote on the public airways. I'm on the record here on on a Ministry of Dice episode. But it's time for the community to decide. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nothing against either winners. Side. Both yeah. worthy winners indeed. It's just I'm happy that there's no proper. Crap, that you know, you know yeah, like you think that's crap, but everyone else thinks it's good. Like rock the community it. winner is Uncanny X Men. What? what? <laughs> PXG, PXG. <laughs> so, yeah, just been kind of watching that going on uh, as well. So, there's a few bits going on, and uh, the fo- folks over at DM North are kicking off a new two team takedown soon. Oh, god, they they love a good two team takedown, don't they? Yes, they do, yeah. In fact, uh, again, depending on how quickly or not quickly I managed to edit and turn around this recording, um, it may have started because the deadline's on October the 2nd. So if you're thinking of signing up and I've record- and I've got this out before then, hurry up, you're running out of time. Uh, but if it's after that fact, then you know, good luck to all the participants. <laughs> I hope the roles are in your favour. <laughs> <laughs> <Could be. laughs> delete response as required there yeah balmy format though i don't know if this is uh who's, who's had a hand in this over there from the colonials but um it's dc versus marvel so uh so two team takedown if anyone uh, listening is unfamiliar with it the concept is that you build two teams and you play a best of three but you swap teams you know you have to win with each of the two teams through the course so it's, it's a, a long it's a long match and the guys over at dm north run it online so you play virtually uh you get your pairing at the beginning of the week and then you just hook up with your you know with the person you're playing against uh, a time convenient to you and report your result at the end of the week and uh so it's dc and marvel one of your teams has got to be dc one of your teams has got to be marvel Right. But then within the team itself, half your team has got to be one affiliation and half your team's got to be another. Oof. So you've got to have two affiliations on each of the team that exist within each of the IPs. And then they've no got like more. a tier then they've got like a tier list thing thing going on where they've sort of ranked the strength of the um of the affiliations and therefore you can't have you know, if one team's if your Marvel team's got X Men, then you can't have 
don't know, whatever. They, they, go go and check out the page because it's all explained quite comprehensively on their God. on their entry page. Yeah. Sounds like a ten and ten. <laughs> I, can imagine, I can imagine the team building would be a challenge on that one. Well, uh, yes and no, actually, because the thing with two teams takedown, often what happens is you want a card and you think, oh, that card would be handy for both my teams, but I can't have it on both. And that's sort of removed from the equation because yeah. well, you, know, you, can only, you can only DC or Marvel. So. Yeah, sure, but there's game effects that cross the divide. So if you really desperately needed a... Uh, I don't know, a fielding cost discounter. Then you've got Jimmy Olsen and Robin on the DC side. You've got, um, who is it on the Marvel side? Molecule Man on the Marvel side. So, you know, you can st- there's still equivalencies, um, but you've, you have removed that larger problem for sure. But then finding two affiliations that synergize well could be a bit wobbly. Oof. Oh, cool. Well, good luck to everyone who gets involved in that. Yeah, yeah. So heads up, I'll put the link in nonetheless to their page. But like I say, I can't guarantee I'll edit this and get it out in time. <laughs> so it might be Sunday, Sunday the 1st of October that this drops. And if that is the case, then hurry up, get, get, get your ass in gear if you're planning on playing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, mate, you know it's I mean? getting dark super quick now. It's I know, it's balmy, isn't it? Yeah. I noticed that. I've, I was in the office today and I nearly killed a couple of cyclists on the way home. Oh, better luck yeah. next time. Get your high vis on. Get your high vis on and get some flashy lights. Yeah. Barely see you. Ugh. This happens every September. It shouldn't be a sudden surprise to you that it, <laughs> when you're cycling home from work, it's dark. <laughs> it is, though. It is a surprise. It's horrible. I like I like mm. it. I like the, oh, it's nearly 10 o'clock, but it's still sunny outside. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely. Uh, autumn is here and winter is well on its way, isn't it? I met, when yeah. I was on holiday, I met a guy who lives in, oh, was it Iceland, I think? And he was telling me about how they have six months of it being like constantly sunshine and then six months of being dark. Yeah. And I was trying to make a joke. So, oh, does that mean like you just work constantly for six months of the year and then you're know, like the other six months, you just don't do anything, you just hibernate? Dad joke. Thought I'd get a chuckle and he just went, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, good, good, good quality Scandinavian humour, right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's polite to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's just like deadpan. No, that's not how it works. Why would you think that? You crazy Brit. Anyway. Well, was that your attempt at a Scandinavian accent? <laughs> it was my attempt at generic foreign although i i have to smoke i had a moment's doubt is iceland actually scandinavia oh that's a good question don't know i don't know the answer is certainly that way i'm not sure if it is classed to scandinavia uh when discussing scandinavia as a political or geographic region iceland is not included what 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 well that's however that it is considered part of the nordic region oh so there you go uh, it actually explicitly calls out my inquiry when you <laughs> when you look up Scandinavia. Where is Scandinavia? A guide to the Scandinavian countries. The, it, that explicit sentence is there. When discussing Scandinavia as a political or geographic region, Iceland is not included. So can we rewind? And I'll say, oh, that good good quality Nordic sense of humour for you there. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> Scandinavia is a weird one because Scandinavia isn't a continent. It's just an uh, area, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, 
Yeah. Is it? Is it an arp? Uh, oh, what's the word? Arp- I was about to say arpeggio. That's not what I mean. <laughs> arpeggio. What's that? <laughs> an arpeggio. That's a that's a musical term. How's it? Uh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Apelago? Apelago? Oh, Jesus. Now I'm struggling today. <laughs> I've got a clue where you're going with this, but it's amazing. Or or is it, a, um, a, what do we call it? A peninsula. Italy's a peninsula, isn't it? Is it? So is Scandinavia a peninsula? Yeah, it, Italy's a peninsula. So it sticks out? I, I think. Oh, no. Stop talking, Chris. <laughs> Geography with the MOD. <laughs> is Italy a peninsula? Yes, the Italian peninsula. Right. So now, here we go. Here we go. Now I know that. Now I've remembered that word. Is Scandinavia a peninsula? Ah, oh, it's coming up. The Scandinavian peninsula. Here we go. Glad we got there in the end. I was really. Yeah, although what's the Arcapelio? Carcapelio? I don't know. Jesus. What are you trying to say? Acapella. Well, apparently I don't either. Excuse me? Arpeggio? Arpe- oh, Jesus. That's yeah, so ar- arpeggio that I mentioned before, that's uh, when, uh, you, when you when you do chords like... But that's not what I mean. I feel like there's an L in there. Arpeggio? Okay. No, that's definitely not coming up with anything. Right, I'm going to stop that dead there. So yeah. what are we going to talk about today? Let's let the listeners know. We're just going to do one segment, uh, especially now after that enormous intro, because uh, Andy's obviously still under the weather he needs to get his head down uh, before it gets too late but because we've been doing our uh, s-tier rankings and having a nostalgic walk through the sets through the years leading up to this point uh i was just sitting thinking the other day like ooh, reminded of all the like combos and things i've enjoyed so our featured segment this week is just going to be a little bit of a walk down memory lane talking about some of our favorite combos so we've done Two card combos, we've done three card combos. I suppose this segment you would call nostalgic combos. Retro gamer combo. Yes. <laughs> retro gamer. Not heard. With TJ, he, bring, he brings up retro gamer all the time. Um, and that'll be it. That'll be our feature segment. So should we crack on with it, my man? Yeah, I think we should. All right, let's do it then. On to the next segment. All right then, folks. So, nostalgic combos then. Um, Pretty much what it says on the tin. We've been talking about old sets quite a lot lately on on the podcast, and so we've been referencing old cards and old teams and old combos that we've used, and I just thought it'd be nice to kind of flesh some of that conversation out. Um, And I I think I'll qualify that by saying some of the ones I was thinking of, they're not necessarily the most competitive combos or most amazing combos that they're ones that I just have fond memories of because I had a lot of fun with them or I thought they were great for team building with. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm with um, you. Yeah. So I just uh, just kind of mentally noted a few through the years that I feel like I've, I got into a groove with, really enjoyed playing around with, and some were successful, some less successful, but that's where we're at with it. Um, so shall I get us started? Go on. Give us, give us some of your wombo combo. All right, well, the first one's not Wombo Combo. This is, I'm going to get the competitive one out of the way um, and just tidy this one up because it, it would be remiss of me to talk about my favourite combos over the years if I didn't mention the Collector Nobby combo, of course. Collector Nobby. Yeah. Fond memories of this took me to top four in the Euro Championships in, when was that, 2019? Um, took me to the top spot in the Rest of Worlds online tournament. You know, it's recognised and well-known as a, a solid kind of meta combo there yeah. um so you have the collector tainly a tivam 
while the collector is active, once per turn, you may per- you may pay the purchase cost to target unpurchased character die minus two. If you do fill that character die at level one, return that die to its owner's card at the end of turn or when it leaves the field zone. And then you had, of course, Norman Osborne, otherwise known as Nobby for Nobby. sure. Nobs. Uh, this this was the super rare from the Guardians of the Galaxy set, and both of those are in the Guardians of the Galaxy set, which is it has no small contribution to the decision to make Guardians of the Galaxy my goat choice. Uh, but Norman Osborn, don't call me Gobby, was a three-cost fist that said, when fielded, Norman Osborn deals one damage to your opponent for each villain character die in the field zone, yours and your opponent's. And then the final piece of the puzzle in that little combo in that exciting little turn of events is the Danger Room, Flamethrowers, and Rotating Knives. A two-cost bolt that read, all character dice lose their affiliations and gain villain until the end of the turn. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah, loved it. Experimented around with all sorts of kind of variations within that that sort of archetypal setup. Um, But your core part of that combo is get your collector out nice and quick and early, pick up some danger rooms and then just load up on fists to use the collector's gain text to field nobbies with impunity. Just get some stuff in your, in your field zone, some sidekicks or whatever to uh, amp up the potential damage potential safe in the knowledge that you, you Norman Osborne will go back to the card at the end of the turn, ready to be used next turn. And by next turn, I mean, in my opponent's turn, save a fist, do it all again. And there you go. So annoying. Yeah, yeah, and there was loads of stuff that I played around with to flesh the combo out. I tried. Batarang. You had Batarang in there, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I did at one point, but so the Batarang had a specific purpose in that team because. Oh, it was the Shriek, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. So this was at the time of uh, the Shriek. Um, oh, what was the subtitle now? Dark Sonic Empathy? Sonic Beam? No, so Dark Empathy. Uh, actually, I'll talk about her because she was on my Collector Nobby team. Um, so Sonic Beam, I think it was, or Sonic Boom, uh, but she was the card blanker. And if you're new to the game right now, your equivalent would be Typhoid Mary, Typhoid Mary's game text from Infinity Gauntlet. And so I started loading the Batarang into the team because it was very common practice for opponents to have a shriek and then blank either my collector or my nobby. Yeah. Um, so the Batarang from the Batman set was a two-cost card, and it just straight up dealt three damage to target villain, but it had Boomerang. That was the key piece of it. So Boomerang is a keyword that uh, you re-roll action dice after you've used them, and if you land on the action face, you uh, you put it in your prep area. So it had a kind of 50-50 shot of being around for reuse next turn. So if they got the treat back out again, you could try and shoot it off again kind of thing. Yeah, a very competitive combo i wasn't expecting that although i should have known better yeah yeah well i think uh you know i've got to put that in the the, the first one out the gate played around with tons of stuff with that i played around with uh malekith's uh the uncommon this was from the thor set which made all your sidekicks villains uh i'll talk about that one again in a minute because that's part of another combo uh the kree captain there was a kree captain in the avengers infinity campaign box that had a stat bump You've got plus one, plus one for each villain uh, that was active. So obviously with the danger room, if you make all your characters and all your opponent's characters villains, the Creed Captain became enormous. You know, so he had a bit of punch there. He had the added advantage of having a, um, a discount global on him as well. So you can get it for cheaper, so stuff like that. 
Uh, put Cheetah in there at one point, played around with the Cheetah from the Superman Wonder Woman box set, which allowed you to prep a die. While she was in the field, you prepped a die whenever you fielded a non-Cheetah villain. So I'd get her out and then collect her in a nobby, prep a die, do the damage. Then in my opponent's turn, collect her in a nobby, prep a die, do the damage. So I'd have a prep of two dice waiting for the start of my next turn. Well, loads of stuff you could do with it, tons of stuff you could do with it. Uh, but the core of it was the collector, the danger room, and the nobby. Very nice. Yeah. So there you go. There's my my first um, treasured combo, my nostalgic treasured combo uh, for the list there. And of course, doing the S tier goat rankings, I made Guardians of the Galaxy my my goat set, and that that team contributed greatly to my love of that set. Very cool. Now I could bore you all and talk about Ultraman, but I'm not gonna. Because if you want to know more about that, you can check out the BritRoller6.com blog. Scroll down for four or five years' worth of content, and you'll find my uh, description of the 2017 Nationals, uh, where I use that to, uh, to to win it. Do you know I won that? I don't even believe it. Wait, you, you won a, a national championship? Yeah, I did. And then I went to Worlds. You went to Worlds? I'll tell you about it sometime. Yeah, you should um, tell me about that sometime. I, <laughs> I want to talk about the best ramp engine ever, ever in all of the sets and all of the combinations that we've had. <laughs> I know where you're going here. Can I try and guess? guess? Go on, guess. You're going to go for uh, Mimic and uh, Daredevil Sticks. What was that one? Billy Clubs. Billy Clubs, and there was another one that you needed to make it work. Professor it? X. Professor X, the sidekick making Professor X. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the mimics were great cards. There was like, they all, I mean, they had far too much text in them, but they did bring something different to the game um, in what they did. But this one, the mimic, oh, I think it's like the common. I don't even think it was. Bor- borrowed talent. Yeah, it was the common from uh, X Men First Class. To, to get hold of. Basically, when he's fielded, he takes on the, well, he mimics. Uh, another dice that you've already got in the field zone um, in regards to stats and, and whatever else. Uh, but when you field just, another just one of those, one. Yeah. was it just stats? When you field another one, one, you got to prep two dice. Uh, so some genius out there, it wasn't me. Um, I don't think it might have been me. I should really claim that. But so you get uh, a sidekick <laughs> out, you field a mimic, naming the sidekick. You field a sidekick, you prep two dice. Or... If you're a bit short, you can create a sidekick by using the uh, Professor X label to prep two dice. Yeah, so that was uh, Professor X No More Magnus, and that was the rare from X-Men First Class. That was a bit harder to find, but I think there was... Yeah, um, yeah so, but, uh, was there, I think there was another one that was also a sidekick maker. Uh, is that the, There was a collector that came later on. Right, I got you. That's a sidekick maker too, but I don't know if that came to... Whether that was later, later on. Or not. I think it might have been a bit later, 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 later on. Yeah. And then if you didn't have a mask to make a sidekick, it's all right because the Billy Club's there. You've already got a sidekick out because you've, na- you've you've copied it with Mimic, so you could bring that one back to make a mask to make a sidekick to prep some dice. And, and before you knew it, you're back burning left, right, and centre because you could make <laughs> all you could prep everything. Yeah. Use so much dice, and it was, it love was it when you back really consistent um, and a really nice combo. That that I mean, it's certainly something that something of similar ilk 
is I think is lacking. It's nice to be able to have that kind of setup where you can just like churn and ramp and just have loads of energy and all your dice and um, yeah. I don't think there's been anything like it. I mean, PXG was the easy version, but I still think that the, the mimic ramp was was better because you had to work for it. Uh, and yes. when, you, when you pulled it off, it was it was definitely as successful as PXG. Yeah, but it, much more balanced. It required more moving parts to. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Three get cards into that position. invested into that combo, but then those cards had, you know, you had a variety of uses for it. So the Billy Club's actual game text is that you know it's an action, and if you get it on the the action, then was it that you had to re-roll? Uh, or... Re-rolls the char- uh, opponent's character. Yeah, so, so it's a bit of emergency kind of removal. Uh, the mimic you could then kind of get knocked out, refilled it as. I don't know uh, what was around at that time, you know, like a Mr. Fix It, yeah. Or a dragon of some description. And then suddenly he's gone from being a 1 1 ramper to a, you know, an 8 7 monster that's coming down at you. And they're only three costs, so you could potentially kind of copy and get a few out. So, yeah, they had little pivots and a bit extra to them. You're using them in a certain way, but you could change it around if needs be. Um, There you go. Yeah, great. Yeah, absolutely. Good, good uh, choice. And um, if I was a betting man, I think I would have known you were going to throw that one down. It's definitely. a good one, though, isn't it? It is a good one. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. No two ways about it. I, I dabbled with it a little bit too, um, and I definitely didn't feel it was shockingly imbalanced as PHG was, because as you rightfully say, you had to do a bit of work for it, but it also contributed to your team construction, which was nice. Very good. Excellent choice. A ramp choice too. I know, right? Yeah, something that there's, I reckon there's, there's a lack of in the game. There should be more ways of getting your ramp out, but like, uh, Mister Sinister, kind of edges close to that territory, doesn't it? Yeah. Imagine what you could do with that if you did have a Billy Club. Fair, but it's just having that. Like, you have to invest in it. You have to like sacrifice other things in your team to get there. But yeah. if you do it, then you have got like all the dice. You know, and all the energy, and then you can go. For, but you know, the balance of because you've you've probably kind of invested half of your team into it, and then obviously there's still the the factor of having to roll it and get it. Um, I think is is uh, is cool, and we should have more. The the hands one, that hands basic action that had potential. I can never remember what it's called. You know, the hands the. Oh, uh, Power Almighty. Yeah. <laughs> Power yeah. Almighty. With the, yeah. um, uh, oh, the the magician lady. Sorry, Zatanna. my brain has gone to pot. Yeah, Zatanna. 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 That, that was quite a, a, a good rampy combo. It was similar, but it didn't quite um, have that same mechanics to it. Was it Zatanna? Yeah, there's Zatanna that when you filled it something, it already. Oh, it spins it stuff up. up. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Get into the higher end as quickly as possible, and then before you know it, you you're playing your your power almighty, and, and everything's going through. Yeah, that's right. She was from the Mystics team pack. Good yeah. knowledge. There you go. Oh, see, look at you sneaking a second combo in there. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll put another one on the table. This one's, I think, it was fun, and it definitely had some teeth, but it it didn't quite reach the heady heights. Uh, but I played around with it a lot, and I had a lot of fun with it, and that was uh, Bobby Heenan, the weasel, paired up with the fetid bloat drone, although I've forgotten the fetid bloat drone 
subtitle I'll look that up in a minute so Bobby Heenan the weasel when he was he was a two cost mask he was in the WWE campaign box I think or was he in one of the team packs anyway he's a WWE card um, when he was fielded uh, he uh, would until the end of the turn uh, every time your opponent assigned a blocker it made your opponent lose one life but it was for each Bobby Heenan that had been fielded that turn so what you wanted to do, obviously, is build up loads of these two-cost Bobby Heenans and then just start snowballing, you know, chipping away with one getting fielded, then next turn two getting fielded, and so on and so forth. But then that's where the Fetid Bloat Drone came in because the Fetid Bloat Drone had Deadly, which obviously kills all the characters that block it, but then it had the, uh, what's the old magic um, term, the Thicket Basilisk combo. Because uh, the fetid bloat drone, when it attacks, forced all the opposing characters to block it. So everything had to block it, but because it had deadly, everything would die. And if you fielded your Bobby Heenans, you were just making your opponent lose life. And of course, lose life is worse than taking damage because it's really hard to counter. So uh, I, I played around with that one a lot. A lot, a lot. A lot, a lot, yeah. Um, it was just janky i loved it i can't remember why it didn't quite come together it was just something it was like it was there were ways around it yeah i feel like it was at a time was there something that was stopping things from being fielded or cancelling when fielded gain text that was around a lot at that time maybe maybe there's what what wonder woman blob like wonder woman or something angela or something oh Um, yeah, so I can't, it never quite came together, but when it did go off, it was like, whoa! You know what I mean? And I I played around with all sorts of weird things, like, um, uh, what's the, what's the basic action in the W, in the Warhammer 40k that, uh, Instant War. Playing Instant War and forcing your opponent to field three sidekicks. Sidekicks to get in. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, all that kind of stuff, that was fun. And it was just really annoying, because you couldn't build up a field, could you? Just with that no, Bobby so Heenan sitting. Doing anything with two or more dice, it was hardly impossible because, you know, you get two out and then by the time you've got the third out, the other two had gone and you'd have to do, any, to do anything. You had to kind of have them all rolling and fielded on the same turn. And then you might as well attack with them because they're going to get annihilated to your turn, like the next turn, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was fun. It never quite went the distance but i enjoyed it nonetheless it was janky and nice multi-combo kind of thing to play around with that i got a great deal of pleasure from cool yeah slide to one yeah throw another one in if you got one i'm just trying to think of what i should do i quite like um i quite like anything that um involved parallax <laughs> what so you had a few that th- combos with parallax. You had gobby, yeah. So you, gobby, which was uh, deal one damage to your. I'm paraphrasing. I haven't got the card in front of me. Deal one damage to your opponent for every uh, psychic in your field zone when when he uh, when he's fielded. When he's fielded, yeah. So you would. It's at the time where it had PXG, so you would be having all your sidekicks, or you know, you'd have energy for days as well as sidekicks out uh, and you field it and then you parallax it and a parallax for you who don't know you can re-roll a dice you know in your reserve pool in your field zone wherever you wanted 
Um, so you roll it to be an energy, so it'd go then go back into your into your reserve pool, and then you would yeah. parallax it again to make it onto a character face, field it, do the damage again. That's quite a um, quite like that simple, yeah, effective. Or oh, not. I found it. I found it really unreliable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or not. Which is kind of part of the charm, isn't it? The uh, <laughs> yes. will, it, will it won't it work? There's a similar one with um, Human Torch uh, when you fielded things. You did one damage to your opponent, one damage to a character. So yeah. it was trying to do stuff with that as well and refield it, um, which I got battered with once and was like, that's really cool. But the same respect, it could have done nothing. You know, it could have just been a load of energy. <laughs> so again, it's got that um, risk and reward element. And anything with Parallax on your team um, always kind of tempts your opponent to, uh, to start wasting energy and trying to Parallax for what they need, which is always fun. Yeah, you're listening, Troy. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> so quite like that. It's a simple kind of combo of of, of yesteryears of, of retroness. Um, nice bit of dumb fun, yeah. 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 Roll it, roll it, roll it, roll it. Oh. <laughs> oh. I used all of my energy up and all I have to yeah. show for it is a mask. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a, uh, and a and a and a green goblin on energy. <laughs> yeah, but it's all right. I just PXG a few times and do it all again next turn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Very good. Okay, parallax. I didn't even think about parallax combos, and I didn't use parallax a great deal. I found it really unreliable and frustrating. Oh yeah, I mean competitively. I mean people did have it on competitive teams. I mean I had it on my um, um, Ultraman team, but it was. Sure. Uh, I can't remember why I used it. It was it was there for a cons- a, a reason that was really quite. Um, oh, it was there for for how very kryptonite wasn't it? Yeah, but that was it. Like it was just there wasn't much to it other than just to get a kryptonite for the yes, kryptonite. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was just that temptation. Then the other player would completely kind of go off tangent and completely ruin their whole game plan um, by um, just investing too deeply into the parallax hole. Yes, yeah. yeah. And, and cry. Isaac'd it. I think it's called, isn't it? <laughs> Isaacing it. <laughs> You'll never hear that. <laughs> no, I know. But we all know. We all know. <laughs> yeah very good okay parallax and of course folks get in touch let us know what your thoughts and feelings are on parallax i'll expect troy's response in discord he's usually a bit behind so we'll get around to this in about four weeks time yeah all right right, i'll give you my next one although uh, it's uh i've got two versions of kind of roughly the same combo in a way okay because because i want to talk about justice league retaliation Ooh, that is retro That is retro, one of my all-time faves. So Justice League, probably some of the first like proper constructed teams I started playing around with, and I had a Black Manta vari- variation of it and a Batman variation of it. Um, so I'll start with Black Manta. Black Manta, Deep Sea Deviant, uh, long-standing players will be very familiar with this card. He's got Retaliation. If one of your villains is KO'd, deal one damage to your opponent for each of your active villains, and he was a three-cost fist. So I played around with that one a lot, but it came to life for me in a single affiliation event we played at... Uh, oh, it was Gaming versus Cancer, I think, off the top of my head. Okay. Uh, we did a single affiliation event, and I played Villains. 
And I used him with the aforementioned Malekith that makes all sidekicks villains. And then I used Green Goblin Norman Osborn, the rare from AVX, um, which has a gain text that says, when fielded, you may roll up to two sidekick dice from your use pal. Fine. But more importantly, I had a global on there that said, pay a bolt and knock out one of your sidekick characters to deal two damage to target character. Um, and then I used to just get psychics out however I could. So uh, Professor X Global that you mentioned before or something like that. Um, and just create this chain of events where I was just killing sidekicks like in a row. But because all the sidekicks were villains, because of Malekith, I was doing mega damage. You know what I mean? Just really hammering my opponent. Yeah. Because I would KO one with the first bolt, do, I don't know, three, four, five, whatever, then use the two damage to shoot the next one and do three or four, you know, and just pay another bolt KO two. So four sidekicks in the field would equate to, um, you know, well, it, it would diminish, obviously, because the sidekicks had died, yeah. but it would be like, it would be five, then four, then three, then two, then one. So I'd do like nine, ten, eleven. It, it had a massive amount of damage capacity. Took a lot of setup because uh, you needed to get your Black Manta out at a three cost, then you needed to get your Malekith out at a four cost, and then you needed to field a you know, bucket ton of sidekicks to make it work. Um, but... Yeah, it was lovely, but it had flexibility as well, so you could knock out your sidekicks and deal two damage to your opponent's characters instead if things were getting a bit out of hand on the other side of the board. And Malekith also gave the sidekicks a stat bump, made them plus one, plus one, which meant that you could maybe pivot into a bit of a kind of sidekick swarm thing going on, you know, an attack with a load of sidekicks and stuff. So that was always good fun. Um, But that was my Black Manta retaliation. Prior to that, it was very much the hush uh, character from the Batman set because he KO'd a villain when he was fielded. You yeah, needed a back character. You needed a back character. You needed a back character in the field zone. I think that's why I gave up on that one in the end. Um, but when he was out, if you had a back character in the field, he would die immediately and also prep a die from your bag. And because he was a villain, he would Im- instantly trigger the Black Manta. But it meant you had to have a Black Family character, and there was like some janky stuff there. So I liked that Malekith, Black Manta, uh, Green Goblin, global, global combo. That worked really well for me. But then the Justice League version was the Batman from Justice League, which was, I think, in the starter set. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, 100% it was. And I've, I've just suddenly, I'm going to have to look it up because I've just totally blanked on the subtitle. So hold the line, everyone, please. Uh, team Builder, Justice League, Batman. There you go. World's Greatest Detective. That's what it was. Uh, while Batman is active, whenever you field a different Justice League character, gain one life. And then he had retaliation. If an affiliated character is KO, deal one damage to opposing players. So certainly not the amount of capacity that, Black Manta had, but I used to play him with the Zatanna from the Justice League set. I think it was Actual Magician. I'm actually looking it up properly in the team builder now. Yeah, Zatanna, Actual Magician. When Zatanna is KO'd, draw a die from your bag and add it to your prep area. And she's Justice League affiliated. And I used to use Blue Eyes White Dragon Global to do that. So get Batman in the field. You'd have Zatanna. Field Zatanna, then kill Zatanna off with the Blue Eyes White Dragon, which would trigger her game effects, allowing you to uh, prep, prep from your bag. Then you would deal all the damage to your opponent and then gain a life. Yeah, uh, this needs to take yeah. half an hour. 
Yeah, but it was wildly frustrating for your opponent. <laughs> you'd be like, right, I'm going to blue eyes as a Tanner, prep a die, ping you for one, gain a life. Blue eyes another Zatanna, prep a die, ping you for... <laughs> but eventually, of course, you'd be KOing that many Zatannas and prepping that much die that you'd be buying, I don't know, whatever, big fat supermen and stuff to fill out your field and make it all the more painful. Not as fast and nasty as the Black Manta team, but still, I think I've just got fond memories of it. It's one of my favourite combos because it was kind of the first constructed team that I sort of built for myself to do some constructed play down at Element Games. Oh, nice. You know? Yeah. So I've, I've just got a fond memory of those new fresh, like buying Justice League for the first time, you know, everyone being in the store, cracking open their packs and building teams from that set. And we just recently had Yu-Gi-Oh as well. So it was all just sort of tying together using all your new cards and, um, so I've got kind of fond and nostalgic memories for the Batman version of the combo, but the Black Manta one was the one that when it went off, your opponent was like, oh, wait, what? Sorry, what has happened? Right, well, I've KO'd that sidekick with the global, but then I've shot that one and, <laughs> and done that. And we've uh, so I've done you five with that one dying, but then when I shoot this one, I'll do you four. And then when I shoot this one, I'll do you three. And then when I shoot this one, I'll do you two and I'll do you one. That's uh, 14 damage. <laughs> what? <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was like because it i think it was just really unexpected you know yes so there you go really my retaliation combos i love retaliation combos from back in the day nice cool have you got any others um uh, well just an honorable mention that i put on the list there that i tried to make work for years but couldn't get off the ground which was the hawk and dove combo <laughs> yeah you did <laughs> couldn't make it work uh i'm open to uh, listener contributions to explain why this one didn't work if you're a a long-standing player and you were around at the time this was getting played around with but there was a hawk card in the batman set um which was called uh, in fact i've got the team builder open i'll bring it in front of me it was the uncommon hawk might makes right while hawk is active if dove is ko'd deal damage equal to hawk's attack to your opponent so you had the hawk and then you'd go with whatever dove really the dove <laughs> the dove kind of didn't matter um i used to go for the one uh that you could move dove about so when was there um, a vanilla one that was cheap no there wasn't a vanilla one they were all like uh three or four cost off the top of my head maybe four cost i can't remember i think that's why the combo never quite worked because the doves were all a four cost and the hawk was a six cost so it was just quite hard to get off the ground because then what you wanted to do was to like really ramp up the attack of your hawk with i don't know whatever a pump global or something yeah um i used to use a potion i feel like there was a potion that i tried out for a bit as well yeah, target character die gets plus three attack and plus three defense. Or if it was on double burst, target character die gets plus five, plus five. So, But that was a forecast in its own right. So um, pump globals, whatever. So it was just really energy intensive. And uh, I don't think the ramp worked around it. Tried it out with like dart side swarm, but then you had to spend six to get your dart side out. And I don't know, for whatever reason, I just couldn't quite get it there. But when it did work, it was, you know, I'm going to KO that hawk and do your 10. Uh, okay with that dove sorry and do your 10 and then just repeat it the next turn kind of thing yeah yeah i've got memories of like taking a massive hit but not quite it quite not quite killing me off and then being able to kind of chess around it yeah and just sort of bounce bounce back off it yeah, yeah. 
Um, so he never quite got there, but I, I really settled into a you groove really of trying it. to make, make that work. Yeah. Yeah, I really wanted. I love direct damage. You know, a card that has the capacity to do like 10 direct damage in, in one single shot. I was obviously going to give that some close attention. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that's it. That was my honorable mention. And that's all the stuff I kind of scribbled down. Cool beans. Yeah. Well, certainly, I suppose I would qualify that by saying those are the ones I scribbled down that I was had refreshed memories of through our time of talking through the sets. Yeah. Anything else from you? Uh, no, no, I'm all good. All right, well, there you go. There, there's some of our nostalgic combos inspired by our recent S-tier ranking of the sets. Of course, we invite you, dear listeners, to get in touch and let me know, uh, and let Andy know what your treasured nostalgic combos of yesteryear are and why. Give us, if if there's a little story that surrounds them. And they don't, like I say, they don't have to be necessarily competitive. They're just combos that you that really struck a chord with you or you really experimented with for a long time for a variety of reasons. Um, but there you go. And if you're a newer player, maybe that's given you some inspiration. If you want to dive back into playing around with some golden stuff as some things to try out or to focus your, um, you know, your kind of older set purchasing around that, that might help you out. Very good. Cool. All right, no worries. Right, well, uh, that'll do. This is uh, the recording's looking massive. We've managed to do yeah. a long episode again. Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, that wasn't the plan. No, uh, one of our recent episodes was enormous. I think the one where we finished off the STA rankings. It was like two hours long. Oh, I bet it was great. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, two hours of prime top quality entertainment, of course, but still very long. So, on that note, let's move to the outro, <laughs> shall we? Well, there we are then, folks. As all good things must, this episode of the Ministry of Ice podcast has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did. Hey, a bit of energy from you there at the end. Isn't it? We're nearly there. Yeah. I can nearly get nearly a bed. You can, yeah, you got, your, got your eyes on that dove it. I... Hey, I have. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, uh, not a great deal to say in the outro there. Thanks once again for listening and uh, apologies for the delay. I'm sure you'll all understand the reasons why surrounding that. Um, Just, yeah, it's just one of them things, isn't it? Just one of them things. Uh, And apologies to our regular viewers over on the Twitch live streams because, of course, we've now ended up recording on our planned live stream nights. We've not ended up live streaming, so everything's all out of whack once again. What can I say? We're, we're old men with really unhealthy lifestyles. That's <laughs> true. Just, just pick up Germans all over the place. Um, so not a lot of stuff to report there. Uh, but we'll be back onto normal schedule. Um, hopefully, all things going to plan. He says, touch wood. Just watch, I'll get COVID next week now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> or something will happen. Uh, but we should be back onto normal schedule. So regular scheduled Monday release. Um, on its way uh, otherwise we'll yeah that's it just get yeah. in touch we'll catch you next time cool let's know your combos and all that jazz yeah yeah alright well I'd be Chris otherwise known online as True Mr. Six and I've been Andy aka Archie Pelagio <laughs> which is a, a group of islands yes closely scattered in a body of water Yes, absolutely. Which, uh, not a peninsula. No, definitely not. <laughs> and to be clear, Scandinavia is a peninsula. As is Italy. <laughs> not an archipelago. What is it? An archipelago. Archipelago. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, 
You, folks, you don't understand how long we spent Googling and discussing that. <laughs> because we are well cool. Yeah. <laughs> we, I've cut it, though. I'll have cut it by the time you listen to this. I'll have saved you from it. <laughs> All right, then. Ta-ta now. Bye. It's like the beginning of Reservoir Dogs where it's like Tony One, Tony One, Tony Two, Tony One. Ah, an archipelago is an extensive group of islands. So that's de- that was definitely not the word I was looking for. It's oh, that's more like Caribbean or Balearic Islands. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Whereas Scandinavia, Peninsula. So I was right. I just took me a long way around to get. <laughs> <laughs>